Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Williams and you're listening to Know Your Own Psychology. After many years building a successful career as a psychologist, I finally realised that it didn't reflect the autonomy and freedom I wanted in both my life and work. As I made plans to begin working for myself, my husband died suddenly and my whole world fell apart. But with a young family to look after and big dreams I did not want to give up on, I took some time and in the middle of the global pandemic, I left my old life behind. Today, I'm a private psychologist, digital course creator, mum to five and best-selling author. My mission is to simplify psychological ideas so that you can know your own psychology, influence all the areas of your life and achieve more meaning, freedom and purpose. Are you ready to be empowered? This is Know Your Own Psychology, the podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Know Your Own Psychology, the podcast. Now, I'm recording this episode just two days before December arrives, which just is unbelievable, actually, how fast this year has gone. And I know that this is a particularly challenging time of year for many people for lots of different reasons. And so I wanted to drop by with some content in there to help you navigate the festive season with the goal of not just surviving it, but actually thriving and reaping the benefits that we can glean from some time off spent at home with family and friends. And let me just say, look, I know this is not always easy we can often be under a lot of external pressure to, I guess, create that perfect cookie-cutter Christmas, um, almost like a vision straight out of the adverts that are vying for our attention, sort of mid-October onwards. And so it's often difficult for us to um, kick back against that. So look, here are my three main strategies on how you can look after your psychological health this Christmas. So number one is say no to things that deplete you. Now that's different for everyone of course and I know that you know we need to be individual about these things but I do wonder if there are some core areas that probably affect many of us and the three areas that I was thinking about under this one cover money, alcohol and time. So let me just go through those one by one. So gosh you might be thinking like why are you talking about money um, when we're discussing psychological health but quite often I think we get into sort of a habit of overspending which can feel good in the moment, often gives us a bit of a buyer high and we justify it because we're telling ourselves that we're buying things for our children and our family to make it the best Christmas. But what we forget to think about is consequences that we're literally just storing up later stress and worry for the year ahead as we try to pay things off and we realise that we're overspent on the credit card or or that kind of thing and it gets um, you know really difficult for us a few months down the line. So that's one area that we might want to consider saying no to. The second bit is alcohol and this is a massive one at this time of year and you know 
I've said this before in the podcast, I am absolutely not the alcohol police. But if you know already that overdoing it with alcohol has the impact that, you know, for a few days after it makes you feel anxious or down, I wonder if you might consider reducing your intake or cutting it completely depending on, you know, what you think about it for yourself. And not falling into that trap of believing that every good Christmas must involve alcohol. And I think, you know, societally, culturally in Scotland, um, there's a bit of um, sort of an expectation around alcohol at this time of year. Okay, the next part is our time. So where can we say no to things that deplete us through how we spend our time so what I'm thinking about is you know spending time with people or groups of people that perhaps we don't actually want to now this is massive at Christmas you know we are um, in the position where we're likely to be spending more time with family work colleagues or other groups Um, and you know I just think your time and energy is so precious And perhaps you could think about spending it wisely on people you actually want to. And just reminding yourself, it's actually okay not to go to every family event, social gathering or work night out. So yeah, just generally thinking about what are the things that deplete you over December? I bet you know like some straight off the top of your head. And where might you want to say no to that? Okay, so that's number one. Number two, being intentional. So I was thinking about this um, before I hit record and you know I I was just really struck like do you ever get to Christmas day and you realise that you're so exhausted with all the running around you've been doing and perhaps you've been up wrapping presents the night before till midnight or you know and you realise that you just struggle to enjoy it because of how tired you are. Or on the actual day itself, all of your time is lost to, you know, the things that we have to do, prepping veg, building kids' presents and meeting everyone else's needs but our own, you know, are are left, you know, outside. And you end up with this idea like you've had a Christmas experience that you know you did not set out to have but I guess I want you to think about this idea of being intentional and here's the thing like what did you actually plan for now if you're anything like me you've not planned anything at all and you're simply trying to get to the end of what feels like a seemingly endless task list of present buying and Christmas jumper events nativities and nights out and so One of the things that I think can help people at this time of year is actually getting intentional, not about all the worries and the stresses and the things that you have to do, but what you actually do want. So a nice little exercise to try is to, you know, just set aside half an hour, write down the things that would make it a really good Christmas for you, okay? Now, these might not be the things you expect. Um, Often when I journal or do exercises with clients, you know, they come away surprised at what they've found or um, affirmed about how they want to um, spend their time and their energy. 
And what we know um, is that when we write things down, we are much more likely to follow through and meet them. You know, so if we set set some goals, some intentions for ourselves, we're much, much more likely to actually, um, you know, come to a place where we've achieved those things. So yeah, I would encourage you to just be really intentional about how you want to spend your time and what you actually want Christmas to look like. Okay, number three. This is my favourite one because it really ties into the psychological elements of what goes on in our family Christmases. And number three is pre-empting and having go-to strategies to manage dun, 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 the relational dynamics. Now, the, by relational dynamics, I mean the things that you know are likely to happen when you're interacting with family members. These are like how I would describe them, the predictable patterns that drive you crazy. (laughs) And even though you may go in with all of the best, you know, will in the world of not um, becoming annoyed at something someone has said or done, tends to be a bit of an inevitable part, I think, of being with friends and loved ones, often for extended periods of time, sometimes with them staying in your house too. And so we're not necessarily used to that. And, you know, I was thinking about some examples of this. So, you know, maybe family members who you feel are quite critical of your every move or, you know, that family member who takes over um, putting you down or making you feel incapable Um, the family member who will always have one too many drinks and say something hurtful that they don't realise. Or even the gift you got from someone which suggests that person does not know you at all. And look, I know this is perhaps a bit tongue-in-cheek, but there is a serious note to this too. And these relational family dynamics, I bet you know what they are, um... If they're left unchecked, this can cause real struggle um, and perhaps even arguments. So I would encourage you to consider preempting what your family patterns and dynamics are usually um, because we know that the best predictor of future behaviour is past behaviour. And so if we know that in the past this is what's happened, well, we can reliably preempt some of that and have some strategies in our toolbox to manage things. So I've listed out four, but you might come up with some more. One is actually boundary setting beforehand. So really considering who do I need to talk to and what do I need to ask of them to ensure that there's boundaries in place. Perhaps it's about roles around who's cooking the Christmas dinner and those types of things. But just generally leaning into this idea that can I boundary set before the day itself and that will make things easier. The second strategy um, that I think can be really effective and you don't even need to necessarily make it very obvious is just time out. So maybe you recognise this sense of sort of becoming overwhelmed or frustrated or annoyed with someone and just, you know, saying to yourself, okay, it's time for me to 
take a step back, take 10 minutes away um, and just, you know, bringing that level of sensory stimulation um, or annoyance down, okay? And a strategy that you can pair with that, I guess, is tag teaming with either a friend or partner or family member. So, you know, if you know, for example, that this is likely to happen and you're likely to become a bit overwhelmed at a point, you can perhaps say to someone, I'm going to, I'm going to tag team in and you're going to take over whatever the task is I'm doing or whatever I need you to do to allow me that 10 or 15 minutes out. And yeah, like number four, sensitively calling out the behaviour. So I'm not necessarily advocating um, that you get into, you know, long and lengthy discussions about any of these things, but just calling out sensitively and saying that doesn't feel very nice, what you've just said or done. Um, Maybe we could, you know, find a way to, to work through that. So yeah, that's some of my strategies. And I just wanted to do a really short, sharp episode on this because I think it's something that we all struggle with. And it's going to be coming up for all of us. So just as a very quick recap, number one, say no to things that deplete you. Consider how you are spending your money. Consider your alcohol use and what the impact might be. Consider how you're spending your time. Number two, being intentional. Really thinking through what do I want my Christmas to look like for me? And number three, managing the relational dynamics. So these are the patterns that you know come up for you time and time again, Christmas after Christmas, family gathering after family gathering. Okay, I really hope this has been a helpful episode for you to consider the Christmas that you're about to spend with your family and loved ones. And I hope it's a wonderful one when it comes. But do stay tuned, Um, there will be some more episodes of the podcast before the end of the year and I continue to be blown away by your support and encouragement. Um, Do review or rate or subscribe, all of the things that help the podcast, um, you know, grow and develop and just thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Know Your Own Psychology. If you loved it, please share it on Facebook or Instagram for your friends and family. And if you really want to help me out, drop a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions, you can email me, hello at drlaurawilliams.com. And if you would like to know your own psychology better, influence all the areas of your life and achieve more meaning, freedom and purpose, come and join my growing community over on Facebook. Search Know Your Own Psychology and make a request.